Welcome to the Bullpen Session. This is Patrick Lillis. Glad you're here. Glad you're listening. Glad you're all right. Yeah, excited. This week, I talked to my friend Stacy Raymond. Stacy just finished the entire series of New Amsterdam. They were on from pilot till the end. And, you know, it was great to talk to them because, you know, was, usually I've talked to a couple of people when they're starting a big project. And it was it's just nice to talk to somebody at the end to see really get to hear what the whole impact was of having that you know underneath you for five years and the show is great it was number one on netflix for a while i think uh, i think they said the first four seasons and and that conversation is lovely and i'm excited to share it with you also wanted to share heading off to southeast theater conference next week i always love being there because the conference does what the farm does you know it is the the best educational theater conference for connecting early career artists with actual professional theater companies and people seeking out opportunities for those early career artists, including the faculty. I think the schools that are there are looking for opportunities. So I'm excited about that and interviewing people and sharing those interviews with you. Yeah. And, you know, it's uh, it's an interesting time. I feel like um, I feel like uh, it's good. Spring is here and uh, Jake Brash is our Tempest just started rehearsal. Uh, at Furman. Dipti's soft launch ran. We went and saw that at um, Center College and it was great. I I don't think I talked about that last week, but the student, I mean, everybody was amazing, but the students were great and all eight of the cast members, it was their first college play. And I have to say, I I love that. I love watching what they bring and their experience of working with a playwright for the first time and realizing that the play changes and that it's a process. Yeah, it's just exciting how lit up they are, and they, they did great work. They they It was really good. Yeah, so I am excited to share my conversation with Stacy. So with that, play ball. Yeah, it, it was a blessing. So it started off the audition. Um, I wasn't, I started in the pilot, which was cool to be in the pilot and then to be in the finale. It felt like full circle. And with the pilot, when the audition came to my agent, it was an untitled pilot. Um, I didn't, we didn't know much about it. And I kind of went in for the paramedic role thinking, okay, who knows if this pilot will even be picked up. However, I did read some of the script and I'm like, I have a feeling this is going to do well. and This is getting picked up and it's going to run for, for a few seasons. That was just my gut feeling. And it was, and, um, you know, thinking maybe I was, it was like a one-off type. I didn't know it was going to become a recurring role. And then they brought me in for the second episode. And when that was over, the executive producer who was directing the episode, um, Peter Horton, I said, it's been great working with you. I really enjoyed it. And he was like, oh, we're going to be seeing a lot more of you. I was like, oh, okay, great. So then they threw out the seasons. I kept coming in and, you know, I had some episodes that really highlighted me nicely, which I appreciate. And it was sweet because for the finale, it was a final moment um, in the ER, in the ED, the emergency department, where most of my scenes took place. And it was sort of like a montage of just sort of like uh, the daughter of the main character looking back at everybody. And it was, it just felt nice, even in that quick little moment to just, it was like a goodbye to the show. So it was sweet. Yeah, it was lo- lovely. And you just went in regular audition. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess you're right. It's a pilot. So you don't have any idea if there's going to be a life or if it's going to exactly. happen. So you're not questioning if you're. Do I have a job for right. more than one episode? Right. Um, and and did they plan that we would see you more, or did they plan, or did they 
did it just vibe and they liked what they were getting? I think a little bit of both. I think that the the creators of the show as well as casting really wanted to create a world that where you'd see a lot of the same characters coming back and that the hospital staff is a hospital staff. And um, first of all, the David Caporelliotis did an amazing job casting for that show. The diversity that he, you know, the actors he brought in, he really made it look like a New York hospital. It wasn't just like a fancy network television show, which I appreciated so much, which is why I felt like I could be on that show. You know, sometimes you look at these shows and they look a little flashy and modely, and I'm like, oh God, I'm a quote unquote real looking person, you know, and um, it was nice to to have a show that showcased all different types of people. Um, and yeah, I think they wanted to have some consistency with the characters coming back. And, you know, if they liked you, you know, we could see the actors that they liked because they kept coming back. So I was grateful to be one of those people. Cool. Did you, yeah. did, did, had you worked, did you know David before the casting director? Um, yes, I had no, I'd um, taken a class with him years ago. And uh, so he knew me through that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's great. I mean, he's great. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm really curious. What does it do for you to have an ongoing role? It feels it's it's such a great role because it's my outside eye, mm-hmm. not over consuming, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. right? So you can, and from and again, it's my outside is you can pursue other things mm-hmm. while having you know. But I'm just curious what it did for you, and you know, you obviously have to wait every season to know if you have another season. Yes, but once you are part of the family what does that do for you for those five years it it first first of all yeah it is like a family I made some best friends on that show that I'll always be in touch with um so just that alone was wonderful and you know as an actor it's always there's always downtime and to kind of have this consistent job that you can say well at least I know I'm probably going back next season for New Amsterdam is a nice little ego boost you know and it's a nice little confidence builder and it does give you a little bit of clout in the business to be able to say I'm recurring on a television show, you know? So even, um, even I, I make my wife miserable because we'll be out in public and I'll pretend that um, fans are recognizing me from the show and I'll turn to literally an empty space and be like, yes, yes, NBC New Amsterdam. Thank you for watching. You know, <laughs> I'll kid around though. It has happened in person that people have recognized me from the show. One time at the airport, my wife and I were having a little bit of a tiff and some woman recognized me and I was like, see, somebody cares about me, this woman in the airport. But no, I mean, just just sort of that thing. And also as an actor, you have, what are you working on? Have I seen you in anything? It's been nice to be able to say, well, you know, this network television show, I've been in, you know, however many episodes. And That's um, actually really nice because have I seen you in something? Mm. Like maybe, but you can. Yes, but you can. And right now it's in the top 10 on Netflix. It was a number one for a while. Not all seasons, but the first four. Um, but also just as an actor, like a confidence builder, like going on set so many different times, every time you're like, I've done this before. I know what I'm doing. I know these people. I know how to handle myself. I know, you know, if I'm anxious, what to do with myself so that I can still deliver and, you know, work through it. And it's just everything about it was positive for me in so many ways. Like, and then obviously the work, doing the work, what's going on? Like, who am I? What do I, what are my opinions about all these people? Even for the episodes where I was in and out super quick, you know, I'm an artist and I'm a nerdy actor who really likes to make everything something. And, you know, to do, have all those opportunities to do that work was wonderful. Yeah, it's great. And had you been, I know you've done 
other TV. Mm-hmm. This is the first, I, I'm thinking this is the first consistent episodic. Yes. Thing, right. Yes. Had you done a lot before of this or did the other TV? Cause I'm just aware of it. And of the five years, how experienced were you before getting on the set of new Amsterdam? So shortly before new Amsterdam, I had filmed, uh, I'm trying to remember the order, but I'd done some law. I did law and order. I was on an episode of bull I did two episodes of a show called The Good Cop with Tony Danza and and, uh, Josh Groban. Um, So I had uh, Alpha House with John. I had had some um, some TV under my belt, but I didn't nothing where it was like I kept coming back and, you know, creating these relationships. No, it's Uh, just that. Yeah, that's I, I guess I was. Yeah, I'm curious about that safety and security of knowing, like, how do I how do I be an artist in that environment? Yes. Because it's yes. tricky to be on set. It's different than theater. 100%. There was one episode where um, my partner dies. Uh, my like, he's Well, he's a firefighter and I come in as a paramedic and he dry drowns. And so it was an emotional scene for me. And right, you know, they're going at one point, they're like, okay, look at this X for my for my eyeline and that's me pretending it's him in the bed dying you know you're looking at a piece of tape that's an x for the eyeline you know things like that where in theater you're looking into the eyes of the person and it's right there and yeah it's very different but you're still doing the same work and kind of like doing a monologue i'm endowing this x <laughs> to be you know my brother or whoever i'm gonna back up i haven't asked this question in a while but when you said oh i went in my agent you know how How'd you get your agent? So I realized after I said agent at the time, it was my manager. Um, So I was in a scene study class and a friend of mine and I put up a scene and the teacher in the class said, you two need to put this up in public. You two are nailing these roles and you need to be seen in this. And I'm not somebody who like wants to produce. I just think it's so hard and difficult. Somehow I was like, he's right. We were both like, he's right. Um, It was the play commencing by Jane Shepard. It's a two hander. Um, so we rented a theater for literally one night and put it up and her manager came and her manager approached me afterwards and was like, I have to work with you. I want to work with you. Can I work with you? So I said, yes. So I started working with her and she's the one who actually got me that audition. And, and I'm, I'm very grateful to her because she also is the one who introduced me to my agents and got me set up with those relationships. And, um, she's sort of, it's sort of that story you hear where, People are like, do something and maybe an agent or a manager in the audience will see you. And that actually happened for me, which I'm I'm so grateful for. Yeah, it's amazing uh, yeah. that that actually happened. Yeah, exactly. Because um, exactly. it does not always that they show up or that, you know, just right. and also the fact you did it one night. Literally <laughs> one night. Yes, yes, yes. Did you know how I love that they connected you and introduced you to your agent? Did you? When that relationship started with the manager, did you know how to have that relationship? Mm. Did you know what you wanted? I knew what I wanted. I knew I wanted what I wanted. I don't necessarily think I had like, knew how to articulate it so well and in a savvy, like packaged, nice way. But she um, is the type of person, very spiritual, very open, very loving, sort of became almost like an aunt as well as my manager. So I felt comfortable to sort of, lean into that and figure things out with her so that by the time I did go into the meetings with my agents, you know, I, I, I'm with an agency that I have my point person, my agent, and then there's a, the whole team of agents that work for you. 
So I first met with my like main agent and then I had to come back to do the meeting with literally at a table and they're all sitting there in suits, sitting around and looking at me. And at that point I felt like I had a little clout. Now I'd done some more TV through my manager. And um, I, at that point I felt good. I felt like, listen, I'm going to just put it out there. The truth. Like, I know I'm a good actor. I know I'm passionate. I know, you know, uh, you need to see more people like me, I believe, you know, out there in the world. I don't, I don't even know how I sold myself, but they loved me and it worked out somehow. It was a good day. It was a good day, but. Well, that's a good, I, I'm, I'm really interested in that because I think sitting in the room of around people mm-hmm. and having that confidence is it's great because it's hard, you know, because that's also a pressure filled moment of where you're like, Oh, this is the moment I wanted. If I knew what it was to build a career, right. That I want to be in this room and be, you know, liked. Um, And also to, to, but, but not to worry about that and to drop in the sense of like, (laughs) I know I'm good. You wouldn't be in the room if you're not good. Right. That doesn't happen. I think that the anticipation of the minute before walking through the door, my brain is going, you're, you know, all the imposter syndrome. Why would they want you? What, you know, this is what's wrong with you. You're not good looking enough. You're like, and then somehow it's like stepping on stage. You just turning it on and tapping into the parts of you that do believe in yourself and are fighting for you and are saying, Hey, you work hard and you deserve this and it's your time. And, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that I was able to align with that when I had that meeting. Yeah. And I'm, I am taking deeper in that. Did you, when, when you said people like me need to be seen, were you, did you articulate that? Did you say that? Did you, did you bring that into the room? I did. I did. I said, you know, I feel that, and I use New Amsterdam as an example where I was grateful that, you know, people of many different races, different gender identities are, you know, being represented on the show. And I think that that's where television should and hopefully will continue to go. And as a non-binary person, I felt that, um, you know, I play characters of all genders. So I, I typically, I very often play either non-binary characters or female characters that are queer, or, you know, mask identified or in some way. Um, and obviously as a white person, I have so much more privilege, which I'm aware of that, you know, we need to see more, more diversity of all different races on television as well as gender identities. And I was sort of saying that I think, you know, it would be an asset to have me on your roster because I do sort of, I think not that it's becoming a trend to have more gender diversity, but it's becoming more common, you know? And I think that it's, yeah, there's a greater consciousness of it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think that they, they agreed, thankfully they agreed. And I, and I'm happy with the team of agents that, you know, everyone sort of gets me and everything I'm submitted for is like, yeah, I I want this, (laughs) you know? Maybe one or two things I've been like, eh, based on the material, but overall, it's a, it's a great, great match. Listen, every now and then, eh, on the material is not bad. You True. Know? True. Cause, cause... I think I think literally twice in like two, like the however many years I've been signed with them, I kind of, and that wasn't their fault. It was after the script had been sent to me. I was like, okay, this is not the writing is a little uh, ignorant of certain things or whatever, but yeah. And. My next question is, how do you pursue, because you also do a lot of development of new work in my Mm -hmm. observation, and that's how we've gotten to know each other, is how do you cultivate that? How do you, is that, that's not agent manager stuff. That's you, I'm guessing. Um, It's funny that you say that because next week I'm doing a a workshop for the week of a new play 
that was through my agent. They it came through the breakdowns and they were looking for a particular type of actor to fill the role. And I I did send a self-tape in like a typical, you know, TV audition or whatever. And I booked it, which I'm grateful for. So that one did come through um, my agent. But right, a lot of it is through. Oh, go ahead. I'm going to back up, though. Is that when you said is that theater, the week long workshop? That is theater. Yeah. And you did a self-tape. I did a self-tape. Yep. Two scenes. It's making me very sad, but it's still that is the way it works. And I doubt not sad's not the right thing. I think the reality of the self-tape is just here to stay because it's economically meaning economically, financially and economically time wise. Mm -hmm. It's easier Mm -hmm. just to have people put yourself on tape. It is. You don't have to rent a space. And I do think with theater, mostly they're doing callbacks in person. Um, however, because maybe the the state of the, it being a workshop is sort of they were OK with just looking at tapes. And it is weird to put theater on tape because you don't want to, you know, you want to show I can fill a space, I can fill a theater. But at the same time, you're not on a th- on a stage in that moment. So what's the balance of, you know, I guess I I guess I nailed it. because <laughs> <laughs> you're like I filled the I filled the space in the room it perfectly, perfectly oh, now. through the screen too. through the screen. No, no, no. But yeah. So a lot of the a lot of the um, development of new work, right, like forming relationships, um, doing a reading and then them, you know, keeping you around and bringing you back. Yeah. A lot of that, I guess, has sort of been you know, pounding the pavement and creating the relationships and seeing things and reaching out to people and all that fun stuff. When you say it, I ask it, but the reaching out, do you do, do you reach out or or do you find yourself actively reaching out to people? Because I think, uh, I don't know what I want to say about it. It's hard to do that versus coming from an environment where you're working with people and you're in the room and you're just kind Mm -hmm. of just talking about what's next and, you know, that's easier versus when you're at home and you haven't seen somebody in three weeks or three months to be like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm trying to think. It's been, you know, sometimes if let's say there's like a festival of new plays, one night readings, or I may reach out to like the person casting who may not know me and I'll say, I'd love to throw my hat in the ring. If you're looking for an actor, here's my information um, for something like that. Or uh, it's it's been a minute since I've sort of like pitched myself directly to people, but in the past I definitely have. Yeah, definitely. I think mm-hmm. it's good. Thank and you. What do you think? Obviously, New Amsterdam is one thing that elevated you. But when I'm thinking about that, you know, you put on a showcase, you put on, you got your manager to get you in a room with the agent. What do you think is something that got you to the next level of your career? And do you feel are you aware that there's a confidence and there's a next level? Mm. I definitely, uh, hmm. interesting question. I'm aware there's a next level. There better be a next level. <laughs> I'm ready for it. <laughs> there's got to be another one, there's but you've gotten to one. I could, thank you for saying that. Cause you know, I'm as many actors are, I'm sure I am so hard on myself and nothing is, ever you know good enough in terms of where I'm at and I'm always striving I'm you know my I'm my own worst enemy for sure so I but at the same time there's that flip side that 100% believes in me and and knows like this has been in me I've wanted to act since I was a little kid and um step by step I think the universe takes care of you like when and how it's supposed to and you know I was just watching a video right before this Brian Cranston was talking about you you don't get to choose when your luck happens for you like it it happens when it's meant to and I believe in that um 
so yes, I'm aware that there's a next step. I, I feel myself sort of moving along that that journey. I can see it in some of the auditions that are coming through for, you know, series regulars on a television show or, um, you know, so I feel I feel it happening. What do I think is the reason why it's, I don't know, maybe. Or not, not why it's happening, but what, you know, it's funny when you said all those things, I went, uh, there were three things that happened and I thought, you know, you put on a show. A teacher mm. said, put on a show, you put on a show, you got a manager. And I'm like, and and maybe maybe it's also just thinking about my question of like, you know, what happened is you talked about what happened. Those are the three things that happened, mm. mm-hmm. you know? And, yeah. and maybe my question is, you know, hearing you talk about walking into the manager's or the agent's offices, you know, what do you think today you carry into the room that maybe you didn't before when you were in the acting class, before you've had mm. the night, before the one act teacher says you should do this? Right. I think probably the fact that there have been more people to say yes to me, which you don't want to base your confidence and stuff off of other people's opinions, obviously, or their acceptance of you but you know you sort of as you're getting more and more experiences under your belt you realize like I can do not only can I do this but more and more people agree agree with it that I can do this and so the next person you meet maybe you're another one of those people who are going to be on my team and 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 see what I have to offer and and you know want to work together and so I think just experiences is is what sort of yeah, I do think it's funny I think it is validation actually I go mm. when you say you don't need it I go oh, well I think we do we do. I, I think it's a slippery slope, though, because what happens when you get a negative review, you know, or who are you? Yeah, I, I think the reason I want to say we do is I was just talking to somebody about the development of early career artists and work. And and um, one of the things I thought of is like you need to tell people it doesn't mean you cast everybody and it doesn't mean you produce everybody's play. And it doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, but you have to tell them when they're good. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. support and and, you know. It's very hard, you know, when we see somebody who we deem as successful, we're like, of course, we tell them we love their work. Because mm-hmm. everybody, mm-hmm. everybody's loving their work. But if you see somebody early on, I think that validation helps to keep going. Yeah, it's true. Like, and I don't think the negative review, the negative review is the negative review, you know, like whatever. That, we're going to remember those for the rest of our lives. Um, yes. <laughs> but the yes. validation, I think, does keep you going. Um. So I was cheating on the bio on your website and looking it up and going, you know, like the O'Neill and P73. But my question is, did you do you went to the O'Neill and how did how does that happen? Is that casting agent or is that with a project? Does a director bring you or? That is a great question. So I was at the I was that was a really beautiful experience. I love it there. I don't know if you've been there before, but it was just like summer camp, but acting. It was amazing. Um let me think. How did that come about? I believe I was suggested for the casting of that role either by uh, uh, someone knew me and suggested me to the director and the writer for the role. So it didn't come through an agent submission. It came through like a recommendation through someone who had worked with me. And and I feel terribly that I'm not sure exactly who it was in this moment. But so then the casting director just reached out to me directly and offered me the role. It wasn't an audition. It was just, I got the script and I was like, this is beautiful. Yeah. Whose, whose play did you work on? Uh, Basil Kremendahl. Yep. Yeah. Right. Uh, the play called Orange Julius, which after I had worked on it, it had a whole other sort of um, life and the role was taken over by an, a, a, an actor who was 
better suited for the to the way the the story sort of changed but um yeah it was yeah, fantastic the evolution of it yeah yes. no it is it's you know the o'neill is a beautiful mm -hmm. camp in the highest summer camp of newport development yeah. oh yeah. my god yeah it so was amazing. amazing and nice to just have like your entire schedule for the day written out like this is when you have breakfast time this is when you rehearse this is you know it was just nice to like have your day planned like I get to act all day and I know this is my breaks and this is because usually we're sort of like making it up as we go along what we're going to do with our day it was nice yeah yeah no it's been, well listen the free time yeah out the downtime is is the beach yeah you know you, you well I was going to say the downtime in your in your oh independent life mm. is you know I crave for that schedule because otherwise I make it myself every I mean it's what I do Stacy since yes. the podcast but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I no, try like, every, to. like literally every day I, I feel like if if I you know have to map out a schedule otherwise you know other, otherwise my schedule you, is nothing do you rebel against your own schedule though? I find that oh, I, I avoid mood, it. Yeah, you avoid exactly. No, I have yeah, to create things to procrastinate on. Mm -hmm. that, that's mm -hmm. what's going to make the work so much more rewarding when I finally do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Then you uh, can get yourself a treat of some sort because you've succeeded what you wanted to do. And yes, listen, treats are in the schedule. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's part of it. <laughs> um yeah i don't i i i was it's funny i was interested in the o'neill and i think the recommendation and then i also i'm looking at the independent films that you're doing mm. and, and you've been part of and is that is that primarily through auditioning is that through knowing filmmakers how does that how does the independent work come to you and i say the independent meaning the film work because the film work right that has that was also through sort of times when I was unrepresented and advocating for myself um so the, those films were were from years ago and um auditioning seeing you know submitting myself for things on like actors access or meeting a filmmaker staying in touch with them them thinking of me having me come in and audition um so yeah the the film work that I've done has been a lot of sort of that type of work and that sort of relationship building rather than coming through my agents um yeah how, how were you meeting the filmmakers because it's, you know, it's funny, like I know the theater world, right? I know like you do yeah. a reading with Labyrinth and then all of a sudden mm -hmm. there's a room full of people and you, you know, you can meet right. eight people in the reading, but you also met 20 people in the audience. Correct. And film, film doesn't feel that way to me. It feels the right. filmmaker is more independent and there's not a room where they're all working that you approach it's them. In it's interesting. So one of the films was a submission I submitted myself for and, and auditioned and booked it. Um, another film I'm thinking of that I did, it was another situation where we had a screening um, and someone in the audience saw me in the screening and then reached out to me and said, you know, I'm doing this film. And that film ended up going to the Cannes Film Festival called August in the City, which which was a nice little, OK, you know, that's a nice little bonus to it. But it was another situation where someone saw my work and then and then contacted me to say, can you do this film? Um, so sometimes it's about lock things lining up properly like somebody in the audience to get you know seeing you and wanting to work with you and it, it, i yeah. mean yeah it's luck it's awesome i'm going to say the other side of the the luck part of it is that you had the screening right yeah so right where was, where was right. the screening that they saw 
the screening was at the LGBTQ center in the city. Um, and it, there were, a, there were a ton of people and yeah, she just, yeah, I guess they mentioned it because it's not a screening. It doesn't have to be at Tribeca. Right? Exactly. Somebody no, it wasn't. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and like your showcase with the person from acting class, where did you do that night? That was the like the Davenport Theater, which is a nice, you know, it's around Midtown, so it's a good location, but it's not the this epic theater by any means. It's a nice little space, but right, I think there's something to be said for putting things out there, and it doesn't have to be the best, most epic way, just doing it. And if things are going to fall into place, they will, for sure. Because I was in another film that went to a, huge, a whole bunch of film festivals, and no other relationships came out of that, even though I, you know, was following the film and doing Q and A's and stuff. It just sort of was what it was and which was beautiful. But, and that was sort of the end of it where putting something up for one night can result in a relationship. You just never know. That's what's crazy about this career. You just never know. There's no formula. There's no do this and then this, do that. Uh, it's crazy. No, it is crazy. And I think that's, uh, that's actually why I like talking to people to see how it, mm -hmm. because see like, Oh, what did you do? It's not the path. But it's mm -hmm. the awareness. And when you, because also you're, when you say, I like reach out to people and then, but also people see you and they reach out to you is I, I'm, I'm struck by the creating the opportunity for, to be seen. Mm -hmm. um, because I do think that's the one thing about the pandemic that's, you know, mm -hmm. that we're coming out of and people are coming back together. And in person, that's actually why I responded, I think, to the self-tape audition because I'm, I want to be in the room with people. Mm -hmm is I think it made it hard to meet people because we weren't finding new ways. We weren't even having in-person screenings, you know? Right. So like, how were we right. going to, not that you met the person at the in-person screening, but, you know, I don't know if people were going to things that weren't already in their awareness. And yeah. So trying to, right. so I like hearing about like, right, you have to reach out. You have to get outside your awareness. You have to, uh, you have to go to that screening and be like, oh, who's that person that popped on the screen? That exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Or go up to that director and say, I liked your film, even though I wasn't in it. Yes. But I'll be in your Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I will be starring in your next one. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm sure you haven't written it yet, but you should. <laughs> and keep this face in mind as you're writing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think it's really important when you said, I think that this, that it's important for people like me to be represented. It's something about that that resonated with me about um, making sure that, you know, it's advocating for your story mm. to be told. And I think that's mm -hmm. like, when we think that there aren't opportunities for us, speaking in generality, it's like, well, you, you can create them, but you also can inspire other people to create them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And do you think that the conversation and the idea of it helps enlarge people to think about it? How do we, how does that keep, how, how does that keep growing? Right. I think it's a, like a little bit of everything. I think that, um, Right. I think more and more creators are or more and more people are stepping in and creating the work and, and the characters that either that they are experiencing themselves or they have always wished to see that aren't being you know put out there. And so they're writing them and looking for the actors who who line up with that um, or creating work and then putting it on themselves. Um, 
it, it's tricky because I'm, I'm an ideas person. I come up with a lot of ideas, but I'm not a writer. So I, and I, I say I'm not a writer. I can write, but I don't, I don't, I don't always want to, you know, like I'm not somebody who wants to, I want to step in and act like I, I, so I, I sometimes think to myself, you know, maybe you should try to sit down and write for yourself and, and create more opportunities in that way as well. And maybe I will, I've toyed around with the idea of like a one person show or something, but um it's it's a tricky question. I just I do think that there are more and more people who are expanding, you know, their ideas of what roles can look like, what characters can look like, and they're being more inclusive. And more and more people are creating content for themselves, for people who are like them, and it's sort of building that way. I guess I'm not sure if I'm answering your question. I think I'm answering a bit, and I just um, when you say you're an ideas person. Mm-hmm. Are you, are you talk, have you been an ideas person where people have developed projects around those ideas, plays, solo shows? A little bit, a little bit. I think, you know, I, uh, a little bit, like I've, I've sort of toyed with the idea. My wife and I wanted to do a little something that was just the two of us to put on film. And we worked with a playwright, we were, you know, who was looking into getting into some TV writing. So we sort of toyed around with the idea of like, this is what we're thinking. And, and then they went ahead and started scripting something. Then the pandemic happened and none of this came to fruition, but it, it has me thinking, I've been thinking lately, like we need to get back to doing something like that. Um, yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't outright had anyone that I've approached and said, can you create work for me? But now I'm thinking maybe I, I should, aside from this, this one incident that I'm saying with my wife. But... I wasn't saying actually idea for you <laughs> oh, as yeah. much as the idea of, here's a project, here's an idea, here's something yes. I want to explore or should, should explore or mm. somebody, you know, right. because it's funny, I come from the the idea of self-generating work and being a writer and mm-hmm. multifaceted and create the opportunity for yourself. But I also think there's something valid to be said of like, uh, the artistry I'd like to bring is to be an actor. Exactly. In, in the room. Yeah. And I exactly. will join the conversation that way. Yes, yes. And of course, it, that which is why I love new plays, because I think it's you bring your ideas and you bring the, you know, you step in as somebody who's never done this before and you're discovering along with the playwright, but you also don't have to sit at the computer and type the words out. And <laughs> so it is. That lonely isolation part of, you know. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't know how you guys do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we talked earlier about procrastination. I think that's the key. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and putting a deadline so that you have to do it yes what are you thinking what do you as your as that new Amsterdam chapter completes what do you what are you wanting to do now and I'm wanting this is, this is a very big question because it's like impossible right but like what do you want to do like you have control right but how do you go about doing that and whatever that is and that's what I want to ask Right. I I had a meeting with my agent recently and we were talking about a big focus being a series regular on a television show. And obviously, like, I just had a great guest star audition first. I'm I'm open to whatever. I'm not I'm sort of we're weeding out sort of the quote unquote smaller um, auditions or roles and not going for those and just raising the stakes in terms of what I'm going in for and being seen for. Um, I think that's sort of a big step along the way. Ideally, I would love to be a series regular on a television show. There's so many streaming networks. There's so many opportunities that I would I would love to book that. Um, I'd love to 
I have so many friends making their Broadway debuts. Like, come on, I'm ready for that. You know, nice piece of theater that's going to, uh, um, so many Labyrinth people. Oh my God, it's amazing. Sean Randall just made his debut. Did you see him by chance? Oh, he was I fantastic. did not see him. Uh, I was uh, out of town when he went on, uh, but I'm very yeah. thrilled for him. Uh, yeah, I was, I was actually whole, And a whole team of people who are, like you said, yes. a, whole, a whole community of people making their Broadway debut, which is yes. exciting. Yes, yes. Um, I want to say, this is interesting. I, I don't think I've said it out loud. There's something very exciting about it. And then there's something there's something that lowers that bar a little bit. Like, my mm. community's doing it. It's not impossible. 100%. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm aligned with these artists. I've worked with them many times. And now they're on Broadway. It's like, which is nice. It's sort of like, right, it's not this unattainable thing that like Broadway, it's sort of, oh yeah, Broadway. Yeah. Like it, right, that, it is. It, that's where the work yeah, goes. 100%. Yeah. It doesn't, I don't sound like, I don't feel like when I say, oh, I'd love to be on in a, in a Broadway show. I'm not, I don't sound like I'm being necessarily like dreaming for some, it seems like it's within, within the grasp. Yeah. Yeah, and you, can, and you, you know, and that's going, I mean, that particular play that a lot of people are doing is, you know, mm -hmm. had three productions prior to it or two productions prior mm -hmm. to it. But, you know, you're, you're, it's a community of people who worked with somebody that's worth, you know, Stephen Gerges' play, yeah, yeah. but you're like, you're, you're building a relationship and you're building the work up. And so when you talk about going to Broadway, it's like, oh, well, you partner with somebody at the O'Neill and you're part of that play, mm -hmm. you know, there's a shot that that's going to have a life somewhere. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, of respectability and an impossible building on. Mm -hmm. No, and I, I think all that's great. And I do think, yeah, it's interesting that the, you know, I think 20 years ago for me being a little older, I think uh, I, I would have thought like, Oh, somebody broke through. Mm as opposed to like oh that's where the work because yeah is you know i might have yeah. might have looked at it differently and now i look right. at it like right. oh it's obtainable i love that you have that conversation with your agent and manager and i the i think it's great because you talked about the team of people around you and i think like even when people early career don't have the manager yet or the agent yet they do have a team of support of their peers and i think that clarity mm -hmm is great because early on, yes, you have to get all the experience and you have to get into different rooms right. you have to meet the different people. But there's a point, like you said, this project's not for me because it's yeah. not in the goal I want to go to. And, yes. and are they, I think it's great that you articulate the goal and are they as your team helping you shape what to do and not to do, or are they, or does it just clarify the opportunities to bring to you? How does it work? How do you feel like you work as a team? I remember years ago when, before I had the podcast, I did this live and Donna Stefano manager. Mm, yeah, uh, I know her. Mm -hmm. Came to the, you know, and she, she talked about like the, the client and them all being a team and like a team working on a think thinking of I, my image. I don't know if she said this, but thinking of it as like a small business, like you're all working on the mm. same goal. Right. Yeah. I, th I think it's coming through based on what they're bringing to me, what what their the roles are submitting me for. And then, you know, the the audition opportunities and getting through those submissions. I think it's starting there. Um, and, you know, if 
And sort of if, you know, an offer comes to us from something, maybe, a, you know, somebody wants to know if I can work on a project and it wasn't based on an audition and they've reached out to my agent sort of discussing like, should I say yes to this? Saying yes to this might mean saying no to this, you know, or you're on hold for this project. So if you say yes to this workshop or this, you know, it might mean that you can't do this. So we need to kind of based on our goals, decide in that way. So it's nice to have somebody you know, uh, an agent that can help me sort of sort through all that, because I just panic, and I want to do everything. And I just want to act, but you know, so and I don't want to let anybody down. And so it's sort of, okay, what's the focus? What are the goals, you know, and and working in that way? Yeah. Do you check in with them on everything at this point? Uh, Meaning in terms of like projects? and Yeah, I mean, meaning, like, if somebody called you and said, Hey, next, not the workshop, you're doing a workshop, but in next week, you know, hey, I want three days to do a reading. Mm. No, that I would just do myself that if yeah, if it was like, you know, um, yeah, no, that I would just sort of handle myself. And I may say, Hey, I'm, I'm, you know, happily work doing this workshop. And, you know, just kind of to drop a line and let them know what I'm doing. But no, I wouldn't run that by them. Yeah, I guess. Well, I, it's funny because I ask when you start thinking about strategy and stuff, it's like it just becomes something. And it's very funny because right before the pan, I feel like it was right before the pandemic that Jan's play was read at Cherry Lane. The yes. Janie wants mm-hmm. a dog, which yes. is a play that I love. And beautiful. Yeah, they're a great college, writer. It had a college production somewhere, and I should say the name of it, but I can't remember. Ah, cool. Uh, but I got <laughs> a production. Um, yeah. Well, you know, but I was thinking of that, of like at that level where somebody you know who's writing something invites you in. I guess the the thing whenever you're in, you know, taking out something is, oh, if something comes up, I got to deal with that. But right. not something to burden your calendar with. But I like think, but I wanted to ask because I never, because I'm like, oh, how, what do you do in that meeting when you're with your team and you're thinking, because there are things that are going to come up that are not overwhelmingly taxing but are still mm-hmm. time commitment exactly yeah that I, I sort of self-manage and you know if right unless there's a conflict or unless there's something I can't imagine something that would be you know that I need yeah I I, I sort of take that on my own yeah. more or less yeah good then I'll still ask <laughs> oh my god always ask <laughs> oh my I always want to work with you I love working with you anytime I email me I... directly <laughs> I I I agree. I was thinking actually this morning. I was like, oh, the, you know, I, I I act like once a decade, whether I want to or not. But we got to do the quick reading in that in the in the like whatever was, that was. I want to say like the twenty four hour play thing, but it wasn't. But the lab very quick and it dirty. was the mother the mother effing hat plays the mother effing hat play. Yeah, like out of a hat. People loved us. People loved us together. So we need to do something else. <laughs> we, should, we should do. We'll do more of that. We should. Um, and yeah, all the great things we we're talking about. When you think about people early career, mm. what what advice do you have? I just think that it's really simple, but life is so short. And if this is what you want to do, do it. And don't let anyone tell you that you can't. And it's going to be a lot of hard work and a lot of rejection that has absolutely nothing to do with you. And as we were saying before, like the validation feels great, but don't let the nose, you know, chip away at your confidence. Um, 
if it's meant to work out, it's going to work out. Uh, if there's any, they always say, if there's anything else you can do that would make you equally as happy, go do that. But if you're crazy like me, you know, just keep on keeping on and um, keep I'm going to ask, when did you, you, you went to Rutgers undergrad and mm -hmm. what made you, what you knew you wanted to act then? Right. I knew I was in um, second grade and I was in like a play in the classroom. My teacher gave me the lead role of a turtle and uh, the turtle who wanted to fly. So it was like a turtle having an identity crisis, basically. And I just remember being happier than I've ever been in my life. It just there was something about it. I loved it so much. I couldn't articulate it. I just wanted to keep doing it. We had, you know, we did it twice. And I remember the second time being even better. And I was like, Ooh, I'm going to take some risks, you know, like I just, as a little kid, I don't even know what I did, but I loved it so much. And I was like, I want to be an actor. And it just, I've always had this sort of like tunnel vision about it since. And then I went to school for it and I've just been, you know, it's just always been there. I don't know if people have callings, I don't know, you know what it is, but it just, uh, yeah. No, I think, well, I don't know if we, if everyone has a calling or they have to have a calling, but I do know yeah. that there's that thing where you're called, you know, and you can't yeah. help it. Yeah. 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 Very, it's very funny. I, I had a similar, not second, might, really? have been third, might have been third grade, but I remember doing a play in my friend's basement. And I was, and you felt the same way. I was like, yeah, I just, you know, it's, it's organized make believe and creating your own yes. world and, and, yep. <laughs> and the idea of controlling your own world is so, exciting in a world of chaos you know that's a really interesting way to see it and and you're right yeah yeah like, i didn't yeah you know let me live there and yes not only yes. you know i think about it i think uh when the barn series was having the reading series of labyrinth and not everyone's aware of on the pod but great reading series and then going to plays that way oh, i saw eight plays last week mm. and, I, and i was watching one that i was not excited about mm -hmm. right while watching that happens of course but i thought i would rather be in here than almost anywhere else in the yeah. world mm -hmm. i thought oh well that's telling yeah <laughs> yeah i even think like there's some, and right that just the world and the whole like right of being in the theater and, and being in a with a story even if you're not enjoying the story right it's like another realm it, it's the best place to be i agree and even with as an audience member and you're sitting there, there's so much to learn out of quote unquote, a bad piece, you know? Right. I'm not, sure. I'm not having a strong experience. I'm not having, but that's it. I'm, I'm, but I'm also, it's a much different conversation than I thought I would have, but it's also a suspended time mm, yeah. where I'm watching somebody taking the time to tell me a story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and yes, I'm also thinking about their story almost too much, a little you know, <laughs> kicks into my head and right. I think what's missing from this event and whatever, but I'm not staying in the room because of the criticalness. I'm staying, I'm, mm. I'm wanting to be there because of the, the escape. The escape. That's it. the word I was trying yeah. not to say. I was yeah. like, because, <laughs> of because of the investment into this beautiful mm -hmm. world. And I think, yeah, I think if you, and trust, I feel like, you know, trust, if you want to do that, do that. And it's interesting because you're thinking about like, what's next? Oh, I want to be a series regular. Mm -hmm. We can all love the theater and I love the move, going to the movies for the same reason. Mm -hmm. I'm just starting to work in them and make them a little mm -hmm. bit, but, um, but it's a different calling there. 
that's a different mm -hmm. thing, you know? Right. And part of me is like, oh, I want to do that so that I can still go sit in this dark theater. <laughs> yes, 100%. I've been told, like, if you build your resume on television, you can do any theater you want to do type of thing, you know? And again, there's no formula and you can't guarantee that's going to happen. But right, if you... It, it can kind of go hand in hand in some ways. Like well, there's that, also, sure. you can, you can also build it like you did five years of New Amsterdam and it also gives you security to go and say mm -hmm. like, Oh, I'm going to do this week long workshop. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. And 100%. Yeah. Not maybe not only because of recognition, but because of just security that. Right. Insurance and <laughs> yes. All those yes. things. Yeah. All those things. When you were leaving Rutgers, what did you expect? Mm. What was your, I, yeah. What was your vision of like, here's what's, oh, here's, I, I had no plan. Like, you know, I got right. so immersed in college that I forgot that I was going to graduate. <laughs> right. And then I feverishly right. called for internships and jobs and, and what mm -hmm. else. And, and, but, uh, but I'm curious, what did you imagine right at the graduation? I feel like I knew, thankfully, that this is this career is a marathon. So I never by any means thought I'm about to blow up like I'm going to be. I, I, I never thought that I knew, OK, this is going to be a lot of hard work and piece by piece. I'm going to put a career together. So thankfully, I had that mindset um, and I thought I'm going to hustle. I'm going to pound the pavement. I'm going to, you know submit myself for auditions. I'm going to try to get representation. I'm going to try to meet people. I'm going to. So I sort of luckily had that mindset. Um, and I guess that's sort of what I did. Uh, yeah. I do think the people who came out of it, like, okay, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm not that you shouldn't have that confidence. Of course you should. But I think there have been some people who, you know, are no longer actors because they give it maybe a year and they're like, oh, this isn't working out for me. I'm not even going to do it anymore. But it didn't happen. Right. It didn't happen, which it may happen. You know, who knows what what does it even mean? What is making it? If You know, there's no point where you're like, and now I've made it. It's always the next thing and the next thing. The reason I asked you about the college coming out is I was curious and I was glad that I asked what you were expecting because I was thinking not knowing how old you are. But when you graduated, there was not as much of a consciousness and there weren't as many roles. Mm. I feel like in in. For non-binary, for you know, uh, somebody gender non-conforming actors gender non of any kind, actor, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm, and I am curious what that viewpoint was. Was it like, oh, this is going to be harder, or, or this is simple, like I'm not going to, I don't give a fuck, I'm just going to work. Yeah, I think I, you know, Steve Martin, who you know is not in any way a gender non-conforming actor, but he has a, a quote that "Be so good they can't ignore you." I'm put, I I I always told myself, nobody's going to know what to do with me and I'm going to just put myself out there and show them what to do with me and make people consider me if they hadn't thought of me before or somebody like me before. I sort of took it as like a challenge in that way. Um, so, right, like 10 years ago, nobody was, it was a completely different market in terms of the types of roles or uh, that were being written for people even five years ago. Like it's, it's slowly changing now. Um, I knew it was going to be harder, but I just sort of, yeah, I don't know, more like a fuck it. I'm just going to put myself out, out there and, yeah. Oh, that was great. Thank you. 
Thank you, Stacy, for being on the pod. Thank you for the conversation. You know, they're just just fucking great. Uh, down to earth and really talented. I love that at the end about Steve Martin, you know, be so good that it's undeniable. And, uh, you know, I think that's true. And it's also about showing up. I mean, I was thinking we've worked together a couple of times, through, I think maybe one or two times at the farm with the college collaboration workshop on the first draft of the play and, and then getting act with them at the lab event, which was really fun. Uh, I act, as I joked, once a decade, whether I want to or not, but I, uh, but with them, it was great. It was great. Felt very uh, connected. And, and they're just very, as you heard, sincere and honest and present and grounded. And, and I really appreciate it. And because um, I think that confidence, you know, I was thinking about sitting down in your agent's office with this, you know, I got this image of all of these people in the room and just the confidence of saying you need people like me or there needs to be more people like me in the world and presented. And, and it's not challenging. It's not a, you know, you're not, it's just a fact. And it's a very comfortable, relaxed, shared fact. And I thought, uh, thought it was great to hear because I think like that's the way to present yourself when you're out pursuing work, you know, is, is, Hey, I belong here. And thinking about it for all of us, that sense of belonging is really key. So uh, the conversation was great. I'm looking forward to, and so thank you, Stacy. Looking forward to SCTC. Um, I also want to give a shout out. There's a podcast, a couple of them actually, uh, Effing Sober, which my friend Katie Mack produces. And she asked me to read a role on season two episode four and i enjoyed that immensely and but her podcast has a hundred thousand listens in season down so far in season two it's great she produces it puts the whole thing together and it's it's uh it's it's a great story and and great narration about or narrative about sobriety and uh stories told that way it's not a lecture series it's dramatic and it's nice uh and really congratulations katie and thank you for asking me to be part of it and since I'm you're listening to podcast right now, I'll also say The Lovely Dark. I wrote a piece. Dipti wrote a piece. Jan Rosenberg wrote a piece. Leah Romeo, a couple of college collab playwrights for The Lovely Dark, which is also a podcast series of 20-minute short plays. And the one I wrote uh, just dropped, uh, Flowers and Buttons, which I uh, enjoyed writing and hope you'll listen to and check out the series. Yeah, as always, I'd love to hear what you are up to and grateful, you know, to uh, check you out and see what you're doing and be supportive, but also let people know about it. And, you know, I was really grateful. Um, Another thing that's happening is I completed the film of Get to 11. And I think I (laughs) shared that with Mac and which is very sweet that after seeing that, she then was like, oh, you act every now and then. Would you like to read this? And it was really fun. I just really happy she asked, and I was glad to get to do it. And, you know, Stacy and I were talking about, like, oh, we should do that again. I'm going, yeah, I should, because it's fun. Uh, I like it. You know, it's not necessarily the next career step. It's just something that I I used to do more of, and I want to continue to incorporate, because the other thing about the work that I've been thinking about lately is getting back to the, the joy of it just the joy of it. I think, uh, I think that is the thing that I love being in the room is that it's, it's, it fills me up 
gives me joy. And uh, as much as we can do that as possible while we're pursuing this career is key. Um, So thank you again for listening. And uh, with that, we're out. Thank you.